Hello everyone, Moadim Litzimcha. I hope you're all well, stay healthy, have a good yontiv together. I just want to say a very few words about Simcha Torah and then about the, the uh, Kriyata Torah, Vizot Abracha. hard to uh, imagine having simcha, having happiness, joys, celebration without external aids. And this year uh, Simcha Torah uh, lacks uh, at least here in Israel, but I'm sure in many places in the United States as well, and in England and in other places in the world, because of the dreaded plague that has visited us. So it lacks the external aids. So we, so to speak, have to manufacture the simcha from ourselves, from the internal adjustment from the soul that we have. And uh, the source of all Jewish simcha is the Torah. The Torah is our essence. And in order to have Torah, uh, one need not have external aids. The Torah is within the Jewish soul. So when we have a holiday, Simcha Torah, the Simcha should be with the Torah. Even if all the accoutrements and all of the side things are not here. No Kiddush. No guests, no uh, long hakofas, no dancing. It's all not here. But the Torah is here. The Gemara tells us, uh, the famous Gemara, on which you, I'm sure you're all aware, that when Rabbi Chanino ben Trajon was... Uh, executed by the Romans and he was burned to death with a Sefer Torah wrapped around him. So his disciples asked him, Rebbe Moataroe, what, what do you see now? So he answered the famous response, Gvilin Yisrofim Beosios Porchos Boavir. The parchment burns, but the letters float away in the ether. The letters never burn. They're never gone. Because Torah is eternity. It's above all external physical conditions. 
And uh, therefore, uh, we say it in our slichot, and we say it in davening, and the Gemara says it, at the end of everything, nothing is left. The only thing that's left is the Torah. That's true in the Jewish people generally and in each and every Jew himself or herself individually. That's what we are at the end. There's nothing left. Not all of the physical artifacts that we have acquired in life are present for us. Only the Torah is present. And only the letters of the Torah. And therefore, uh, Simcha Torah is a Simcha because of Torah alone, not because of any of the other things that are involved. The other things are pleasant. God willing, we will have them all again. We'll celebrate Simcha Torah in its customary fashion. But the Simcha of Simcha Torah is the Torah. And that is a, it is an essential idea and how to look at Jewish life. And uh, unfortunately, we see that uh, many uh, people who don't have Torah for whatever reason or other, many times not of their own making. They never had an education. They never were raised in a traditional society. They were brainwashed in educational institutions. So at a time like this, uh, unfortunately, they are pretty empty. We see how it is. Uh, statistics I heard today, how the the suicide rate is up. Depression is up. Uh, family disruption is up. It's simply because we took away all the toys, all the distractions. And when they're not present anymore, we find it difficult to deal with ourselves. But if a person has Torah, and I'm not just talking about that he uh, has uh, completed the entire Babylonian Talmud and knows it, as great an achievement as that is. But Torah is the understanding that we have a mission, that God put us here for a purpose, that we're part of the continuity of the Jewish people that we have to be strong and of good cheer and that we have values that are non-negotiable. That we are not willing to sacrifice those values. No matter what the current uh, 
political correctness may be. Now, I think we're headed for hard times, the Orthodox Jewish community in the United States and even here in Israel as well, because we are governed by forces that do not share our values, nor do they respect our values. They see us to be anachronistic, old-fashioned, anti-progressive, and therefore they feel emboldened to rule over us. I mean, this is what the Soviet Union was. They knew better. So therefore, uh, religion was banned because it stood in the way of the brave new world. The Jewish people are a stubborn people. And it will be a time that we have to prove how truly obstinate we are. that we are unwilling to compromise our values. And that's what the Gemara means when it says, Ein simcha kehatoras There is no greater joy than being certain, being grounded, holding on to values. not to question ourselves. One would think that after uh, 3,500 years, uh, we would be pretty certain of ourselves. We would know right from wrong. We would want to know and be able to to explain who we are and why we are. Most of the Jewish world is unable to do so, God forbid. They haven't got a clue. But those that have within themselves a connection to Torah, a connection to Jewish tradition, who value, so to speak, the values of Judaism, and are not willing to bow to current fans. So they are truly joyful people. And it is for them that Simchat Torah takes on its special meaning and becomes the joyful holiday that it is and that we will be able to celebrate even though all of the usual decorations and other accoutrements that go with it are this year absent because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, on Simchat Torah, we read the Parsha of Vizot Abracha, Moshe's final words to the Jewish people. So there are a few points that I want to make, a few insights I want to share with you. Firstly, 
we see throughout the Chumash, throughout the Torah, throughout Jewish history, that the previous generation has some final words to say to the next generation. Now, Rashi already comments, it says, Vizot Abrocha, there's a Vov, the Vov Achibur, it connect, it's connected to something. It should just say, Zot Abrocha, this is the blessing that Moshe gave. What's Vizot? And it's connected to something. So we find, Rashi quotes the Medrash, it's a Gemara as well, that when Jews come to give a blessing to the next generation, they attach it to the blessing that they received from the previous generation. And the lotion of the Medrash is, Maschil I cannot begin except from the place where my father stopped. So when Moshe comes to bless the Jewish people, he is reviving the blessing of Avraham to Yitzchak. And of Yitzchak to Yaakov. And of Yaakov to Yosef and the Shvatim. And the Vizot, he attaches himself to all of those brachot. And then he adds his bracha. Blessings do not exist in a vacuum. They have to be attached to something. Otherwise, they disappear. That's why people hold on to physical memorabilia of the past. It's a big business, uh, ask Sotheby's. But in every family, you know, I have a, a safer here in my library that was a safer of my grandfather's. So I could buy a new Safer with a better print. The Safer must be 150 years old. And today, uh, most of the Sforim have been reprinted and not only reprinted, made beautiful, bound better, far, far uh, superior to what was but I don't want to part with that safer because that's my grandfather. And as long as I'm attached to my grandfather, so I have a window into the past. The past is here with me. And I'm reassured by the past. I'm reassured that Look at the problems that they went through, the challenges that they faced. And somehow they not only overcame them, but they triumphed, they brought us still today. 
So people treasure the blessings that they have from the past. Now, again, people do that in a physical fashion. Like the book that I have. But the true treasure is not in the physical fashion at all. The true treasure is that emotional, spiritual feeling. So when we, uh, for instance, uh, on Simchat Torah, we have uh, the Aliyah called Kol Anorim, which the young children of the shul all come up to the Torah, and they're covered by a chuppah, and an adult is with them, and the, the bracha is on the Torah, etc. When that Aliyah ends, we say, Hamalach Hagoelosimi Kol Roy Yavorechasano Orim, Vikore Bohem Shmi Vishem Avusai Abraham Vyitzrok, Vyidgularov Bekerevoritz. We say the blessing that our father Yaakov gave his grandchildren, Tephraim and Manasha. And he said, I'm giving you the blessings of Abraham and Yitzrok that they gave to me. And I'm adding my blessing to it. So blessings are cumulative. So let no one say, well, I have no no blessing to give to the future. What are you talking about? Your blessing to the future is the recollection of the past. There is no greater blessing than that. So that's what Moshe Rabbeinu says here, Vizos Abracha. And this is the Bracha. I'm coming to give you a cumulative blessing. I'm not coming here to uh, start from the beginning, to start anew. Now, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu. Uh, spoke to the Jewish people, the entire Chumash Dvarim. In it, he had harsh things to say. He did not spare the rod, so to speak. He said, Mamri me'yisem min Hashem yom yodi eschem adato mamri me'yisem you're rebellious. Torchachem, Masachem, Verivchem, your Nudniks, your Balimachlikas. You have no patience. Moshe gives it to them. Now, we uh, are oftentimes prone that if we see one thing wrong with a person, that disqualifies him forever from us. That's true even people who are related, who are close to each other. It's true even, God forbid, in parents and children. One thing is enough. So one would think that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, who suffered so greatly at the hands of the Jewish people, and who chastised them for it, 
who said, Mamri Mayisim, you were so rebellious. He said, I cannot bear you. Echo Eso Levadi, Torchachem, Asachem, Verifchem. It's a quarrelsome people. Nothing is good. So one would think that he has no blessings left for them. But that's only if you're short-sighted. Moshe sees them in all their greatness, in their potential, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. So Moshe recognizes that they're imperfect, as all of us are. And to expect perfection is to doom oneself to disappointment. But Moshe's final words to them are blessings. Vzos abracha. Asher berach Moshe. Yishu Elohim has b'nei Yisrael ifnei Moshe. I have only words of blessings for you, my children. Now, the words of blessings are individualized. Not everybody gets the same blessing. Just as we saw by Yaakov Avinu. Each one did he bless according to the blessings that fitted that person. There is not one size fits all. And therefore, to give everyone the same blessing is to give no blessing. Because it's generic. Generic blessings don't carry today. Personal blessings. So we say, V'yitin lecho Elohim mital ha-shamayim u-mishmanei oretz. It says, lecho, to you, not lachem. Individually. Because what is a blessing to one person may not be a blessing to another person. Great wealth may be a blessing to Ruvain, and it may be the undoing of Shima. Great talent may be a wonderful thing for Levi, but it could destroy Yehuda. Blessings have to be measured to the person who is being blessed. And that's a lesson for parents to children, for generation to generation. Everybody's different. Since everyone is different, every blessing has to be different. And that's why we saw it by Yaakov Avinu. That he blessed them individually. And we see that repeated here in Vizel Sabrocha and the blessings of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu 
takes each individual section and tribe of the Jewish people and bestows upon them the blessing that fits them. That's truly a blessing. And we know in life that, uh, yeah, you know, if somebody does not have uh, great musical ability, and there are such people, I am told, it's ridiculous to send them to uh, voice training or the Juilliard School of Music, etc. That's not the person. Someone that doesn't have any artistic temperament they should not uh, take up uh, painting as a profession. Everyone is different. Everyone can be blessed, but the blessing has to fit them. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu does here. Now it is noteworthy that Moshe only blesses 11 of the 12 tribes. Shimon is noticeable in its absence. The Meforshim all comment naturally on this. Why did Moshe not bless the tribe of Shimon? Yaakov uh, took into account Shimon when he talked about Levi. He said, Achal came by Yaakov, Afit came Yisrael. So he made Shimon uh, itinerant uh, teachers. But uh, Moshe did not uh, somehow seem fit the fine words for Shima. Many of them fortune say that it was simply because of the fact that the tribe of Shimon sinned so badly with the daughters of Midya. And that's why the tribe of Shimon was so small in number relative to all the other tribes. And that's why the tribe of Shimon never inherited its land in the land of Israel, it was always swallowed up by bigger and stronger tribes. There are consequences. So Moshe felt that Since he could not really bless Shimon, he ignored him. And we have nothing said about him. But what is noteworthy is that when it came to Ruvain, we see a difference between Yaakov Avinu and between Moshe Rabbeinu. Yaakov could not forgive Ruvain. Pachas Kamayim Altosar, 
you're too quick, you're too hasty, you mixed into things that have no concern of yours, you arrogated to yourself judgments which you were not entitled to. You were my firstborn, but I cannot give you any of the rights of the firstborn. So Yaakov Avinu is uh, very harsh in dealing with Ruven. And even though later, as Chazal point out, he blessed them all, even Ruvain, even Shimon and Levi. But Ruvain remains excluded from the blessings, and he did not under any circumstance received the rights of the firstborn. Moshe Rabbeinu suffered his entire life from Shevet Ruvain. Dasun Vaviram were Shevet Ruvain. When it came to Eretz Israel, B'nai Ruvain, they said, Al Tavirenu Asayardain. Moshe argues with them. They insist they're not going to go. So one would think that Moshe also would have harsh words to say to Shevet Ruvain. But Moshe rehabilitates Ruvain. Vizos, right, Ruvain. Yechi Ruvain valyomos vimasov misbor. Ruvain, stay alive. You should be many. Why is it that Moshe is so kind to Ruvain and Yaakov was so harsh? So there's a famous idea, which I think all of us know in our hearts is true. Uh, it's promulgated in the Hasidic forum, and I've seen it in others as well. Yaakov Avinu is a father, a parent. A parent is always aware of what's missing in a child. You got a 95, why didn't you get a 100? Because a parent relives one's own life through the life of the child. So we cannot bear to see our children make mistakes, as they will, to do things that we do not approve of, to make decisions that to us look to be wrong, if not even stupid. And therefore, parents concentrate on what's missing in a child. And therefore, Yaakov Avinu said, Pachas Kamayim Altosa. This is what's wrong with you, Ruve. Moshe Rabbeinu is a teacher, he's a Rebbe. A teacher, a Rebbe, sees the potential in a student. 
He doesn't see the student now the way the student is. He doesn't see the 14-year-old idiot that's sitting in front of him. He sees somebody that has a potential for greatness, for leadership, for scholarship, for talents. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Wonderful, Ruvain. You came into my class, you got a 70, and now you got an 80. Great. Keep it going. The difference between a parent and a teacher. That's a very significant idea. To see potential. And not just actuality. Uh, they say that that's the difference between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel. So the Gemara says, Lossid Lovo in the future in the world to come, the Aloha will be like Beit Shammai. What is Beit Here it's like Beit Hillel. Well, the answer is that Beit Shammai always deals in potential. The first night of Hanukkah, we light eight candles because that's the potential. In Sukkot, we brought 13 sacrifices because that was the potential. The second day, it diminishes because the potential is less. Basil always deals in reality. In reality, tonight's only the first night of Hanukkah. It's only one. So in this world, maybe we deal with reality. But in the spiritual world, in the world to come, we always deal with potential. And that's one of the ideas that Moshe left us with. The potential for each and every tribe, for each and every Jew, for the greatness that can and will be yet. And if we deal with potential, so then we are put in a better frame of mind than if we deal with reality. There will be better times. Things will get better. And that's the idea of Simchat Torah and the idea of Ezotah Bracha. So I want to wish you all Moadim L'Simcha and Achak Sameach and we should all hear good news from each other and please stay healthy. Thank you very much.